Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel one by one. We will have spoilers for previous episodes, but no spoilers for future episodes. Uh, Wondering just how many uh, substitutes for an ejaculation you can fit into one episode? I'm Harrison. (laughs) Sorry, you caught me off guard with that one. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Good. And ready to rock out to the Velvet Underground with uh, Giles. I'm Jason. Harrison, what episode are we watching this week? We are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 4, Episode 3, The Harsh Light of Day. This is the one where everyone comes back to Sunnydale. And everyone gets laid. Anya's back in Sunnydale. Harmony's in Sunnydale. Spike's in Sunnydale. Uh, And yes... Everyone's having sex, and no one's happy about it. Um, except presumably Willow and Oz. Like, they seem like they're... Yeah, it's know, the, definitely the Marshall and Lily of the of the Scooby <laughs> gang right now. Uh, <laughs> in more ways than one. Uh, the Harsh Light of Day was written by our girl, Jane Esmondson, and directed by one of our guys, James A. Connor. And originally aired on October 19th, 1999, which, if there aren't any breaks, then that means that uh, the next episode of Buffy will have aired on my birthday in 1999. So, And I'm going to guess that's true, because the next one, uh, yes, it did. Cool, that would be... Uh, we'll do a birthday... That would be my 10th we'll birthday. Dating myself here. But you know what? You know what isn't dated? Our intro music! Alright, well Jason, tell me what you're drinking this uh, week. I'm playing it a little uh, little mellow, drinking a uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, oh, and nice. um, the... The brand was called uh, Born of Fire. Very nice. Um, we swapped places this week. Uh, you're drinking beer. You're drinking red wine, and I'm drinking a beer. I've got a... I'm, uh, just call me Anakin Skywalker. I'm killing a yingling. Ha. Huh. Some of my favorite memes. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so, let's see. This is a Buffy episode. See, this is, this is going to help having Buffy <laughs> and Angel... Because now until I know, season six at least of until Buffy. we get a guest on here, yeah, <laughs> at least until we get a guest, and at least until we get to season six, that I do toast on Angel episodes, and you do toast on Buffy episodes. This is a good I- system. Ironic, because, I mean, you're kind of, like, closer tied to <laughs> Buffy, and I'm closer tied to Angel. That's fair. Um, um, so, but, yes, take us away, All Justin. right. Uh, here are two those people that we have sex with, but are there in the morning, Unless, of course, they go and start pulling their stupid, wounded shit with other people. So, fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fuck you, Parker. <laughs> What's the opposite of a toast? It's like a... Is it just a diss? <laughs> a roast? Yeah. Yeah, like... A roast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so here's, here's a roast to Parker Abrams. <laughs> Hopefully people saw the signs in the last episode, but this guy's bad news. You know, I think both of us did such an admirable job, admirable job in the last episode. No, no. Like, so 
not I, like leading our in our feelings. Yeah, no. So I, I wanted to point out, um, but I couldn't because I didn't want to like give away. Oh, the big reveal of this episode is that Parker's a fucking asshole. Um, yeah. It's the like, uh, but there is very much um, when Buffy first meets Parker and she gets into line in front of him uh, while she's trying to get away from Kathy. He like. Flat out just looks at her ass. Like, he... Yeah, oh, I No, no, that. he, like, straight up looks down. Like, because... Because, I mean, he, he has to crane his neck down. But, yeah, he is <laughs> legit just staring at her ass for, like, a solid three seconds. And, um... Even more of a, uh... Of an uncomfortable bit. And, I mean, it's... Granted, maybe you didn't get this um, when you're first watching it. But, um... At the beginning of this episode, he uh, he comes up to Buffy and puts his hand firmly on her bare shoulder, like because um, mm-hmm. the this the the top that she's wearing like is one of those. Uh, I'm sure there's a certain name for the style of it, but yeah, like the like it leaves her shoulders bare, and um, he like very it's a halter top, right? Is it okay? All right, yeah, that's probably the right word. I think. Yeah, I honestly but... can't remember quite what she's wearing. So <laughs> uh, all I remember oh, wait, is it the one that's like black and like the back is like completely open. No, no, for, that, like, no, no. That's that's what strings. she that's what she was wearing when they had sex, or what she was okay, not right. wearing when they had sex. Um, <laughs> no, this is like when they're at the bronze. Uh, episode opens up at the bronze, so nice that we're not opening up in a cemetery for once. Um, yeah. And, uh, but that's the way, right? The bronze in <laughs> the cemetery. This, this is like, the way. Um, this is the way. Uh, the Mandalorian uh, back, guys. <laughs> oh, hashtag I love the frog lady. Um, oh my god, she was... Wait, I, yeah, you know what, guys? This isn't a right Mandalorian away. podcast. We shouldn't talk about this. But I teared up when, like, her and her husband reunited. I, like, got legitimately... I was like, oh, my God, this is so emotional. (laughs) Yeah, no, I... Several of her children have been eaten. (laughs) Well, several of possible children have been eaten. Because as many people who try to defend the child's actions, those were unfertilized eggs. However, they were also the only eggs that she had. So it's still bad. Oh. As we were watching it, when they were like, I, I thought it was so funny. I was like, this is dark as shit, but this is hilarious. But when we, when um they go back and there's like the actual baby there and like the child is playing with the baby, John was like, oh my God, oh my God. He's like, I'm so stressed out right now. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> he should have fucking baby. learned his lesson in the last episode when he tried to eat that egg and like got all the spiders after them. This is not a Mandalorian. Nope. He, this is hungry. not a Mandalorian podcast. <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, this is a this is a Buffy podcast, and as we were talking about, um, Buffy is Buffy is kind of head over heels um, with this mm-hmm. Parker guy, and who wouldn't be? The dude comes off as like a fairly decent guy, fairly nice guy. Yeah. Um, this would be so cute if he weren't such. Yeah, a and uh, like... unfortunately, Buffy's going to learn several harsh lessons because of parker mm-hmm. um but yeah she's watching parker playing pool <laughs> parker plays pool um in the uh <laughs> in, she's watching his reflection which leads to a very good line from willow she's like at least this guy is a reflection so that's a that's a good yeah. sign which 
Well, it's funny when when the scene started, I was like, oh, like this is kind of I mean, it's funny that she's like watching him via the reflection. But I was like, but there's also a lot of symbolism here about like how she can watch him do blah, 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 blah. And then Willow just goes out and she's like, he has a reflection unlike a vampire. <laughs> I was like, well, all right. Thanks. Um, Thanks, But no, there is a... um, And this is... I I think this is kind of like a warning sign of Parker's true nature. He does come up and, like, I I think he... He he comes up while Buffy's, like, not looking at him. And he puts his hand on her bare shoulder somewhat very firmly. And maybe Buffy doesn't know it because, you know, she's got the Slayer strength. But it, it... it's not a good sign. Like, I don't even... It's weird. I don't even Especially think... Especially since we haven't seen how they interact yeah, since and the last episode. I don't even feel... I don't even feel comfortable when, like... Because it's... Like, because typically when, like, you're with somebody... I'm going really in-depth into this one little interaction. But typically <laughs> with your, when you're with somebody, like, the, like the, the PDA... Um, equivalent is like you have your arm around their shoulder but like an arm on the shoulder seems a little forceful and it doesn't help that it's a bare shoulder like that just that honestly just looks uncomfortable i try to think of any time when i've seen a couple do that in like public and i don't i can't think about it like i can't recall it it's almost controlling You know, like an arm around the shoulder is, you know, there's something intimate about that. But yeah, like just holding on to someone's shoulder is is very controlled. Like, it's very like, I am restricting your movement. Um, but it's... But yeah, I it's mean, uh, that is the only kind of warning sign that I think you get mm-hmm. before, like, with Parker in this episode. Until, like, it's revealed, like, oh, he's an ass. Uh but no, yeah. it's and again, maybe I was just looking for it because um, I I knew I remember Parker, uh, but uh, from, <laughs> gosh, uh, but yeah, um, so there's that. But uh, so Parker uh, offers to walk Buffy home because oh, it's not a great uh, not a great neighborhood. <laughs> which fuck you, this is the bronze. This is like. Our fucking club is no. the third best club in Sunnydale. But don't you remember what Cordelia said? That the, the bronze is in the bad part of town, which is about half a uh, block away from the good part of town. <laughs> they don't have a lot of town there. Yep. <laughs> um, meanwhile, uh, Willow is helping uh, Oz and Devin, uh, the members of Dingo's Ate My Baby, uh, put, their, uh, put their equipment into the van. I need to say something about Willow's coat. This is the sort of thing that no, like no, and I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna zag where you think I'm gonna zig. I would normally be angry about this. I'd be like, "What the fuck, Willow?" I, you know, perhaps she might need to go to jail. But I think this. I actually love this coat. That coat looks so cozy. Like, I, I, I the the I I love one. I love like a wool coat. Um, and I love I love like the big wool neckline thing. I like that it's long. I like. I, I don't even mind the pattern on it. It's not. It's. It's. You know. It's. It's pretty toned down for what she normally wears. I really <laughs> like this coat, Willow. 
It's interesting that she has that coat, though, because, I mean, yeah, I know that uh, given where Sunnydale is, we, we've, like, mentioned that, oh, the uh, it can be sometimes cold there despite it being in California, but we're still talking about, like, this this can't be later than September in the school year because yeah. it's not... I think it's, yeah, it's I, I think trying to figure out what the weather is in Sunnydale is a fool's errand. <laughs> <laughs> um, because as we mentioned, Buffy's wearing like like yeah, like a halter top of some sort, and I don't think she had a coat she with does, her. She, yes, she does. Oh, she because, does. Okay. Um, yeah, because I noticed that uh, I noticed that later when she and Parker like kind of okay. have that little sit down. All right, um, then I'll I'll. But I'll anyway, uh, Willow in her uh, in her comfy coat. uh unfortunately runs into harmony i say unfortunately it's fortunate for us it's very fortunate for us yeah because harmony is the best harmony is hilarious um harmony reveals that uh oh she's changed because she's a vampire and uh eagle-eyed viewers may remember that uh it at graduation which was the last time that willow Mm. said that she saw harmony we actually saw harmony get bitten by a vampire so i really love when willow says like oh you you know haven't seen you since graduation and harmony's like yeah big snake huh (laughs) yeah it's 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 just gonna be a memory of theirs like it's gonna Um, be like hey remember when we had to like fight a giant demon snake (laughs) um i think turning harmony into a vampire is one of the best like decisions uh this show ever did up before this harmony's appearances weren't like super memorable they were largely there just to be um either one of uh, cordelia's minions or to antagonize the gang but she didn't have a lot of personality of her own it's almost like her original purpose was to kind of show what progress cordelia's character is capable of making exactly because because yeah harmony was very static but now that you throw the vampire into the mix and you put Harmony's ridiculous um, cordette personality into the main plot of the show, it just makes for great TV. It's so funny. It's it's. Uh, and I mean, are we at all surprised who her fucking boyfriend turns out to be? I mean, definitely not when the guest credits are like, and James yeah. Marsters as Spike. I was like, okay. Um, but I mean, but yeah. no, it's it's like, of course, um, of course it is. Like you know, that is, ooh. I do feel bad for Harmony, despite the fact that she's this evil ditzy monster. Like Spike treats her terribly. I I feel he does so bad for her. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Harmony, uh. Harmony like takes a big old bite out of Willow, but fortunately, uh, Oz is there to uh, to uh, defend his woman mm-hmm. with his mic stand. Love it. Uh, so, good Actually, job on that. Those are good weapons. Like a good mic stand. Those bases are fucking heavy. So like they are, and a- yet, and yet the stand itself makes is a very easy way to hold it. Yeah. So it makes for a good like a good. A, a good like blunted spear almost yeah. um, <laughs> um but yeah and uh but yeah so and then harmony of course is like oh well wait my boyfriend's not gonna be happy when he finds out that you've been mean to me <laughs> and of course like 
Spike doesn't even fucking care. But Buffy and Buffy and Parker are basically uh, they're on their way back to the dorm. Parker, uh, Parker and Angel. Uh, well, excuse me. <laughs> uh, Buffy and Parker are talking about their kind of scars mm-hmm. because he does notice a scar from where from the last time that Angel bit Buffy, which is interesting because. Typically, stuff like that would heal, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of wondering because Angel took so much of her blood, if that means that that's like a permanent scar that she has. I, which, and, I, yeah, I wonder, or if there's like a, I mean, part of it is that it's symbolic, so the scar oh, no, needs to be there. It's definitely there for symbolic <laughs> reasons, but yeah, some um, very <laughs> obvious symbolism, <laughs> but yeah, um, or the fact that it's like a vampire bite, although I guess did. The master leave a scar when he bit her? Not that I'm aware of, but I don't think he really drained her that he much didn't. because, as she mentions, she died from drowning. Yeah. So, well, yet another scar that she brings up to Parker. The The bite she got from Angel, there were there, they were also, like, tumbling around during all of that. <laughs> so it definitely would have done more damage than just, like, the two holes. Like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a vampire it. hickey. Yeah. It's a vampire hickey. Um, but um, my favorite part of the scar is that it's um, it's Buffy's magical disappearing scar that only ever <laughs> that prosthetic is only ever put on Sarah Michelle Gellar's neck when <laughs> when the scar is important in the episode. Um, but I yeah, understand. I mean, yeah, like prosthetics, they they can be expensive. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, Parker uh, talks about how most of his scars are psychological, Ew. and he kind of <laughs> he which Buffy says are the best scars. But uh, <laughs> Parker opens up that his his dad passed away last year, and in for um the episode never says one way or the other, but it just smells like bullshit to me. And maybe that's just because I we're predisposed, or to it hate could this be. Guy. It could be even worse that his dad did die, and now he's using that as a way to get into his yeah. into girl's pants. That's, Either way, that's a whole can of that's yeah. a whole other can of troubles besides just being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no matter what, this either he's telling the truth or he's not. No matter what, this tactic is gross. Yeah, don't walk don't don't walk away from this episode feeling bad for Parker Abrams. Um, but uh, and. Uh, he says that his dad died the last year, but to reassure Buffy, who immediately feels uncomfortable for bringing it up, he's like, no, I learned uh, to like kind of just live for today and uh, not regret uh, doing something when I have the chance to do it. Which then Buffy says, so Parker Abrams, what will you regret not doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, come on, Buffy. I mean, it's a pretty good move. Uh, that, would, that would work on me. Yeah, it's, it's like... <laughs> Okay, so I want, I honestly do feel bad for, this is going to get complicated the more we get into it, but I do, knowing what kind of person Parker is, I feel bad for Buffy because she's falling so hard, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I also know this is a lesson that she needs to learn. Yeah. Um, It's a lesson I feel like we all learn at some point. We we all learn, yeah, Um, we can't. We can't treat every single 
person that we're interested in like oh my god this is like this is the relationship this is the one mm-hmm. that uh that like this is in game which is what the uh what those what the uh gen z kids are saying nowadays <laughs> um and this is and see there's the thing there's the rub right there you know there's nothing wrong with having like a one night stand hooking up with someone uh, that, that that is you know i i wanted to be very clear that we're not like like sex shaming anyone but the, no, the fact like, of the matter is parker lies to her and manipulates her if he had just yeah. been honest and been like hey i'm not looking for a relationship i think you're hot i want to hook up um then buffy could have made an informed choice she either could have said like yeah okay or she could have said no that's actually not what i'm looking for right now so no thank you um, there is something inherently skeezy about the way that parker um approaches his interactions with buffy mm-hmm. like really trying to get close to her and uh honestly yeah. I, you can't blame buffy for thinking that oh maybe this yeah. is gonna be something more exactly that's what he's priming her up to do that's what he's and presumably based on what we see with his interaction with the other woman um is this is how he interacts with and how he treats all women yeah um so this isn't uh this isn't what he does to buffy does not appear to be an isolated incident um and that's really fucked up yeah um parker then like asks her oh well hey will you go to a party with me and she immediately accepts uh Um, she also tells her just (laughs) that her scar was from an angry buffy which (laughs) um the callback to that later gives me a good chuckle (laughs) Um, anyway, uh, Xander, for some reason, is helping Giles organize books and doesn't seem to know what alphabetical order is. <laughs> He's like, I'm just trying to figure out your system. And Giles says, the my system, which is the alphabet. <laughs> and, uh, and who walks through the door but Anya? Uh, I This scene, Anya. when she walks in... It goes. You really should Let's lock be honest, your door. <laughs> near, nearly every, nearly every single scene that she's in in this episode is just a wonderful reminder of how fun of a character she is oh, so and that good. she's going to be. Um, so good. But, but yeah, the fact that she's like, "Oh, I need to talk to Xander." Go away, <laughs> to Giles in his own fucking apartment. Um, and I love how he just like stares her down um, until she like until she breaks and like just take, goes outside with Xander. <laughs> but yeah, um, Anya's looking to uh, she wants to be in a relationship with Xander, and uh, she's confused, like or he's confused, like. Uh, a lot of uh, but a lot of us are also confused, but for different reasons. Like, ew. <laughs> I like how she's like, um, she's very pragmatic about this. She's like, okay, so uh, standing Friday night date with a uh, mutual acceptance of prom night as our as our anniversary. <laughs> and he's like, Which, I mean, whoa, now, wait, and again, and again, this actually is a little relatable to Buffy's situation mm-hmm. because Anya, who is very who is very uh, unfamiliar with the positive parts of relationships, um, uh, intimately familiar with the other parts of relationships. Uh, But um, she sees this date, which honestly prom 
I don't think prom kind of counts as a real date. Um, I mean, if you're in a relationship beforehand, maybe. Um, but I feel like prom is very formal event that's more kind of like, oh, you're expected to show up with a date. So I feel mm -hmm. like maybe a good half, maybe more of the people that go to prom aren't seeing each other. So, but here... Anya is already extrapolating that, oh, we went on the date to prom, we had a good time, so clearly that means that, like, we're we're doing this, we're in a yeah. relationship. Um, I actually, I largely really like Xander in this episode. I think Xander handles this very strange situation mostly very well. There is a moment, um, there is a line that he has where I... Is it the one it, where he's like, honestly, I'm becoming a woman as we speak? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll yeah, get to yikes. that later, but it like... <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one later. Let's just set that aside for right now because, um, we have to, uh... But yeah, uh, the, we have to go back to the dorms mm -hmm. because just as Buffy and Parker are about to share a nice little smooch, Smoochy. that's when, um... That's when Oz and Willow show up, and I love, I love how Willow, I love how the Scoobies are really trying hard to find ways to <laughs> not say vampire in front of other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um. it's, like, I guess they got so open after graduation about everything. It's hard because, to, it's hard oh, to go back. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to go back to like, oh man, we got to fucking have like secret identities again. Because yeah. um, what she say? She said, they're like, um, Harmony's back. She's paler. And then, um, and then Buffy sees like, no, I think that's when Buffy sees like, mm. uh, oh, the, like the, the bite oh. Yeah, the bite mark, and she's that's like, what she's like. The angry puppy is back. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man, yeah, but they're definitely trying to keep Parker out of this vampire loop. But uh, if we want to talk about vampire loops, um, we go to a place where uh, Harmony is uh, walking up to uh, underground, walking up to a uh, to a group of vampires that are just like. Just digging, dig, you know, digging a tunnel. Dig a tunnel, and dig, dig a tunnel, dig a tunnel. I honestly, was, I was thinking about that too. That's Lion King one and a half, right? It is. So I've that never actually seen the whole, I've never seen the whole movie, um, but I do remember seeing parts of it. And I think like the only time I've seen parts of it are like on, uh, on like those TVs that they have in stores <laughs> that like show one movie, but they're like all of like 50 tvs yep um but uh yeah um that movie used I to play like all the time like when it first came out i i don't remember how old i was but i was i was definitely young enough to be like fascinated with the idea of like wait a minute we're gonna take th the movie that already exists and like show it from another character's perspective, it blew my mind. I, I like No, it's so great, <laughs> especially when you like grow especially when you get a little older and realize, okay, well, Lion King is clearly Hamlet. Yeah. But the fact that oh, like We're doing Lion King one and a half is Rosencrantz and Gildenstern are dead. Yeah. And that's that's fantastic. It's that's really... that's fantastic. I'm gonna I have to I, look I and loved... see if that's on Disney Plus. I believe they are, and actually, now that I think about it, I I kind of want to watch it and actually see it all the way through. 
Um, but yeah, uh, she she walks up to the guy who is uh, doing mo- a lot of the digging, and it's Spike. Spike. Hey, Spike. That's her. Bl- that's her blondie bear. Um, <laughs> her blondie bear, and later her platinum puppy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I I have no words. Blondie bear. Uh, it's poetry. It really is poetry. Like It really is. And I love that that, uh, I love that she holds on to that nickname for a lo- for quite a while. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and we immediately see that this is a less crazy, Though just as upsetting version of Spike's relationship with Drusilla. Yeah. Well, it's the the thing with Spike and Drusilla is yeah that was all sorts of dark and twisted, but they were they were equals. You know, they they could they could push and pull each other at like an equal level. Whereas Spike is like, you know, he he dominates Harmony. Um, and yeah, it is, it is very much that. an abusive relation. And... Yeah, no, especially when they're in the bedroom. Yeah. Like that is, that is kind of like the only time that Harmony doesn't isn't like exasperated with Spike mm-hmm. when they're doing the when they're doing the nasty. Yeah, when they're doing the uh, when they're doing the the vertical tango. <laughs> what was it last week? The funky bumps? Not f- the funky bumps. <laughs> um i was really uh, that like really just that was the first thing that i could think of because (laughs) like i can't do like the beast with two backs or the no pants dance because i'm pretty sure i've already made both of those references over the course of booze and buffy yep so now we got the vertical tango vertical tango i'm I'm into it Uh, so um spike is searching for something but Harmony doesn't give a shit. She's like, Willow was mean to me. Go kill her. <laughs> and Spike's basically just like, no one knows I'm here. I don't want the Slayer to know I'm here. I'm pretty sure killing her best friend would shine a spotlight right on me. Um, which is I do love good, how like good thinking on his on his part on his part. I do love Spike. Um, the fact that he very much is aware how outmatched he is when mm-hmm. it comes to Buffy. Because he, he literally has the line later on, it's like, I came all the way to scale, a site that has seen numerous kickings of my ass or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And... <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so we then go to a party. Mm-hmm. This is the party that, Buff- that Buffy and Parker are going to. And playing at this party, we have the singer biff naked um, i am not familiar with uh the singer but i really liked her i liked uh i liked the song that that she she played so there is i definitely have heard this singer before granted it's been heard of the singer before it has been a long time like probably back when she was current mm-hmm. um and i believe the song that i most know from her is called Spaceman because I like I went on I went uh, on YouTube and just like typed in Biff Naked and like that that might be like one of her most popular songs but there's mm. definitely like this uh 
there's definitely this progression that uh, seems really familiar, like harkens back to the days of the late nineties. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, if you want to check that out, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, the album that uh, Buffy seems to draw from a lot is called is her second album called I Bificus. Mm. Um, but yes, she's very very good singer, and it 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 makes her good music. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, so Buffy and Parker are at this party and they run into Spike and Harmony who are carrying this guy they've basically just been draining, uh, from, yeah. uh, like down, uh, underground. And it's, <laughs> they, they have a, um, a, a bit of a tete-a-tete, uh, some insults are thrown and then this body is thrown and <laughs> i'm guessing that the guy must have still been alive because at no point it does it come up that parker's like um that guy they threw at me was dead like parker initially thinks that he's that he's drunk. just like a wasted guy yeah uh, so um they <laughs> chuck this body at her and then, and then they they run and Buffy chases after them. Yeah, um, and then uh, Buffy. Buffy's I'm sorry. I'm so are you gonna sorry. be all right? It's making me think of the scene in the Lord of the Rings when they they use the trebuchet to chuck all the severed heads back at them, which is not funny. It's very horrifying in the movie, but that. Is the all right, that's where my head is right now, chucked over a wall by a trebuchet. Wow. Um, all right, all right, all right. I'm composed. Back I'm composed. outside of the uh, back outside of the uh, frat house, which I believe is um, Gamma Alpha Pi or okay. Gap. Uh, they. Uh, I really do hope they call it the Gap. <laughs> I would. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so it's pretty funny that um like they try to start fighting and spike is like uh no i'm like just wait and uh and harmony shows up she's like oh and bug's like oh what happened to drusilla and uh and harmony's like oh yeah she left spike for a fungus demon <laughs> and he's like harmony and like oh don't worry we'll get you once we find the gem of amar he's like harmony harm uh harmony oh, is god so useful for buffy <laughs> yeah no it's it's so funny because oh normally one would say well that's convenient for the plot but i mean yeah. it's totally something that harmony would do it's exact yeah it's <laughs> that's just I mean, it, it's it's gotta be so nice that to have this this um recurring character built into your show that just makes the passage of the plot so easy mm-hmm. <laughs> um and uh so let's go back to uh xander's basement where, where he's hanging a disco ball he's hanging a disco ball i'm like dude it's fucking 1999 <laughs> that you like i'll admit there's probably like a point when uh there's definitely a point in the 90s when uh you know hanging disco balls up is your thing but Xander, much like his wardrobe, is behind the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, we're not... 
<laughs> feel bad uh, taking pot shots. Um, uh, but even though that's typically what we do to Sander on it this is. podcast. It's our job. Um, but yeah, so Anya shows up and uh, and, re- and tells uh, Xander that he needs to... Uh, his mother told him to put uh, fabric softener when the well, alarm goes off. It's interesting because she comes in through like the basement door and she's like your mom sent me around so just another little input or look into xander's life right now where apparently anya's not even allowed to like just go through the house um yeah they send her around um but but yeah she um she tells him she has to put in the fabric softener um when the cycle ends and then she um Xander offers her uh, a juice box. <laughs> Cran apple. Cran apple. He turns around to his little mini fridge to get it out. And while his back is turned, Anya... This shot is filmed so great because we, we have... In the foreground, we get Anya's like legs. And then the background is Xander with his back turned getting the juice. And then uh, we just see her dress drop to the ground. <laughs> And then when he turns, he's so shocked that he, um, uh, listen, I'm just going to call it what it is. He prematurely ejaculates (laughs) and he squeezes that juice box so hard that it all shoots out. Um, You know, what's a sign that I'm like, I'm getting older. The, one of the, one of the main things I thought of during this sequence was that, you better clean up that juice because it's gonna, it's get, gonna sticky. get sticky. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the only thing gonna get sticky. Um, um. I gotta say, like, clearly um, Anya has to be wearing like some body lotion or something because that dress just slides right off like she's slathered in butter, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we don't really see, we don't really see much like above her knee. So I guess once she gets it down past her waist, it probably drops pretty, pretty easily. I would imagine. Uh, it just seemed like it had been building up a lot of speed. That's um, true. Like it, it, it like it just Zoom. like it just plopped. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um. But yeah. So. Uh, so Anya like just strips for Xander. Um. Mean. In the, let's let's leave that scene for a minute yep. and. Uh, Buffy, uh, Buffy calls up Giles, um, to talk about Spike and Harmony, and fortunately, Buffy is able to remember the gem of Amara. Um, Giles is immediately close to, uh, the book that mentions the gem of Amara, Mm -hmm. because, you know, plot significance, or plot, uh, uh, not significance, uh, plot convenience, there we go. Yes. (laughs) Words, words, um... And Giles says that, oh, this is more than like, like, this is basically just a fairy tale. Uh, there was, it was talked about, it was a, with the vague reference of great power that vampires searched the earth looking for it, but they never found it. And, um, of course it's in Sunnydale because plot convenience. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... So then he's like, oh, you did some good work today. Go home and get some sleep. She's like, yeah, gonna go get some sleep. Yawn. So tired. (laughs) So tired. And then hangs up and then goes back uh, to go party with Parker. (laughs) 
So the the uh, the Buffy wiki here has the next two scenes flipped, I think. It has Xander and Anya first, and then Harmony and Spike. But I'm pretty sure that Harmony and Spike, no pun intended, come first. Um, <laughs> because this was one of the transitions that I noticed. Um, okay, we're, we're probably going to get a little graphic here, but do you think vampires come? Hmm. Yes. I think and, it's and, dead come. Yeah, uh, okay, like, and do, do you think, like, I mean, since a vampire's diet is mostly blood, I mean, you don't think it's, like, red cum or something, do you? Um, no. Like, I don't... it's never, it's never really explained in Buffy. Um, obviously they don't go, like, just graphic, like, <laughs> talking about semen, vampire semen, but, um, I like in Vampire Diaries, uh, sorry guys, I bring it up again, um, but uh, they do mention that um, as long as Stefan does mention early on that as long as uh, he keeps a healthy diet of blood, his body functions fairly normally um, and including these biological functions. Though uh, Damon makes the makes the comment later on that like, uh, oh, vampire vampires can't procreate, but we love trying. <laughs> So I just googled do vampires come. Um so you're welcome for that my NSA watch person. Um, you got to throw him like a got to throw him a curveball every now and again. Um wow. One of the suggestions of like people also ask is can vampires nut? So um there can there's they? a lot of there's a lot of theories uh, on uh um on on whether or not vampires uh can ejaculate oh do vampires like to swallow cum okay um that I, that I, probably boils down to personal preference that is pre- yeah i um i i'm gonna say yeah probably but it's like it's just goop it's it's just a gwyneth paltrow magazine <laughs> oh gwyneth oh gwyneth Anyway, um, so like, uh, yeah, so Harmony and Spike are, uh, I like, let's just read what the Buffy wiki says. In their bedroom, Harmony and Spike lie together and it quickly becomes clear that he doesn't hold nearly as much affection for her as she does for him, considering yep. her to be nothing but annoying as she drones on about relatively unimportant things. Yeah! I mean, <laughs> that was obvious. Like, she's talking about, like, turning Antonio Banderas into a vampire. <laughs> Which is and not to be an interview with a vampire reference. It is. It <laughs> is. Now, I've actually never seen that movie, but I did kind of look up, like, what um, what Antonio Banderas was doing around this time. And, uh, of course, it's an interview with a vampire. <laughs> oh, really? That was... that. I thought an interview with a vampire was, like, earlier in the 90s. Well, I, when I say around this time, I mean the 90s. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think, but, yeah, okay. I think Interview with a Vampire might have been 94. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah, I, five years old, but... It's really funny, because she's like, can I turn him into a vampire? And Spike's like, no. And he's like, you know what? On second thought, yes. Go do that. Do Melanie and the kids as well. <laughs> Take your time. Um... <laughs> Uh, but then she starts, um, uh, getting a little, um, turning her seductress on, and, uh, 
she um well first she wants to kill a doctor so she can steal his stethoscope so that she can hear her heart not beating <laughs> which is a very funny line yeah and um <laughs> uh uh, really props to Mercedes McNabb, just giving a really incredible performance in this episode. Um, but then she starts, like, noticing, like, oh, I've got all these veins on my body. <laughs> what are these Ooh. veins for? <laughs> Do you want to touch my boobies? Um, <laughs> subtext. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, he, uh, it works though. And he's, they, um, what is it that she calls Drusilla? Um, she, oh, fuck. It's because not Drudzilla, is it? No, no. It's uh, like, um, I know she does call her Drudzilla at like some point, but I can't, uh, oh no, gosh. But like, uh, it's annoying. Of course it's not on the Buffy wiki. No, but, like, it, it threw me off because it was something that, uh, it was something that, like, I somewhat related to, um, another thing. Uh, let's see. I'm seeing if it's on Drusilla's, uh... That's what I'm looking page. at, too. All right, I'll just sometimes, do Sometimes the wikis have, Google like, search. um, um sometimes the wikis have like a list of nicknames for characters or like the also known as like even if it's something that someone referred to them as like one time yeah i'm not it, it's not popping out but oh well whatever uh, <laughs> uh apparently did it wasn't enough to like kind of stick with me so <laughs> but um yeah but so once again, uh, this shows off a very unhealthy relationship because only when um, Harmony is like Harmony is pissed Spike off significantly, that's when they want to do the nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of doing the nasty, <laughs> so this is the next. There's a uh, there's a lot of that in this episode. There's a smash cut from them starting to have sex to uh and this is why i'm sure that the buffy wiki has this out of order because it goes back to anya and xander anya is still naked and she's basically explaining sex to xander um and it's which is i think another great way of like showing like or not not showing the act you know we're cutting away from xander and harmony or xander and harmony oh my god harmony and spike having sex to this like to Anya just, like, giving a description of what sex is, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, and, like, uh, and, and I love I love her line. It's like, oh, it's just, we've got these interlocking parts. It's a shame that we can't interlock. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is, this is the scene that has the one line that really makes me annoyed with Xander, because... Yeah. And it's frustrating, because I think most of what he's saying, he's making a good point. Yeah, so, because yeah, he's he has trying this line to, he, that's so... Ugh. He... And again, he and he's sharing a little bit with Buffy, like, oh, shouldn't there be like a little bit of significance to this? Mm-hmm. But he unfortunately does the Chad thing and proceeds it with, oh, I know I'm gonna start to sound like a woman. Like, fucking yeah. really, Xander? Yeah. You, you hang out with women all the time. Your best friends are women. Are you seriously like degrading their opinions on intimacy and romance? I mean, yeah. get bent, man. You don't have any male 
you don't have any male friends besides Giles, and we're going, we're using the term friends loosely there, <laughs> and you know that Giles would never say that shit. Yeah. Well, I guess technically Oz, but also Oz would never say that shit. Mm-hmm. So where is he getting this toxic masculinity from? Is his it from dad. his dad? Is I, it from his dad? It's, not even, it has we've never to be from his dad. His, we've never even met his parents. But just, yeah, just based on what these like little snippets we get it into his home life, it's it's. I'm almost certain that's where that's coming from. And it actually is disappointing that that's not something that's been explored more. Because I think that is something that could be... Um, it, would, it would drastically change the perception of Xander. I think it would. In those early seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, because... Yeah, we, we Xander grows on you very slowly, mm-hmm. but I feel like we have a little bit more of a connection with Xander and I think a little it's more a sympathy real, for Xander. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real missed opportunity yeah. here. Uh, and especially to to explore the ways that the, that toxic masculinity can, um, can seep in and uh, even to someone uh, like Xander, who, as you said, has strong female friends that he clearly loves and clearly respects. Um, but even then, how that how that mindset can can get in there if if that's what you are exposed to your whole life. Um, so yeah, it is uh, it is disappointing, but that's not something that's been uh, uh, been explored. Um, okay, uh, before we move on, though, I found it. I, I, um, it's Dorcas is what Dorcas. And that's why that's a character from chilling adventures of Sabrina. That's why it was ringing in my head. I went and found, I went and found the shooting script for the episode. Wow. (laughs) I, I, sir, I applaud your, uh, your tenacity for getting stuff done. In fairness, though, I, I just have a lot of uh, resources already on my computer of um, of scripts from things. Uh, just because as a uh, as a screenwriter, I'm constantly um, looking at other screenplays and like reading them. Um, or if I'm going, wait, how do I write this in a screenplay? Going and like finding a, a movie that I know has something similar and figuring out like how to format it into the uh, uh, into the screenplay um, because screen uh, screenwriting the formatting can get very specific anyway but yeah um so uh yeah and xander and anya end up having sex because i mean i mean come on emma caulfield is a beautiful beautiful person and if she were standing naked in front of me i mean i i is it bad to say that I wouldn't think twice if she was just like offering herself to me? No, I'd as be long like, as she's offering. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, like for it. it is totally meant to be consensual at this point. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I do love Xander's line when uh, he uh, right before they have sex that they uh, he has the line where he's like, uh, "Still more romantic than Faith." <laughs> well, I mean, Faith. Uh, we've talked about that. At length, so we're gonna skip that. <laughs> no need to bring up those bad memories. Nope. Um, not that we don't love Faith, we just did not like that situation that she put nope. Xander in. Uh, but um, oh yeah, and now we go back to the party, mm-hmm. and uh, and once again Parker is Buffy. Uh, the Buffy Wiki says that Buffy finds herself enraptured with Parker's deep thoughts. Which is fair. That's 
I hate to see it, but it is accurate. No, and like, uh-huh. um, this guy has clearly worked on this con. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's a con. And yeah. he is oh, yeah. he has perfected it. Um, except for the whole like, you know, not doing it around people that you've already used it on. Mm-hmm. Uh but um unfortunately this does work and Buffy and Parker go back to Parker's room, Parker's dorm room, and they do the horizontal tango. Yep. And uh the next morning Buffy wakes up and it's a uh scene very reminiscent of uh when she had sex with angels. Yeah. We've got red sheets once again. Yeah. And um and Parker's not there when she wakes up. And um you know, I of everything that Parker does it's interesting that this is the thing that probably is the most traumatic for Buffy is having to relive that moment that or that moment from her past with Angel. And it's yeah. actually the one thing that Parker does not do like on purpose. I I Yeah, he doesn't know about that. Yeah. And like and honestly, he's like he's getting he's getting her coffee. Yeah. So it all in all, it seems like a nice a nice thing. It's which honestly makes it a little worse because it's like, oh, you know, my uh, my chef's kiss for this is mm-hmm. like, and then I give them coffee and, and then play send the them oh, on their my way. mom's my mom's coming my to mom's visit. coming in. So, yeah. um, it, it's so smooth. It, yeah, exactly what you said. He has perfected this. He um, he knows mm-hmm. exactly how to do it. Um, his room is gross. Uh, <laughs> this room is gross. No, for a minute, I like I didn't realize that it was Parker's room, and I for a second thought that he had like just like wrecked the shit out of Buffy and Willow's room. It's like, oh, that's what he does. He has sex with girls and then fucks up Robs their plans. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Um. I do like this bit where he's uh, he's talking to her and he's like, she's like, there's just one more thing before I leave. And he's like, a kiss. And she's like, well, um, my pants. <laughs> but, uh, but a kiss would be nice, too. <laughs> um, I really, yep. really enjoy Sarah Michelle Gellar's delivery of the line, of just the word pants. Uh, oh, we, we actually skipped over a line. Um, when we had gone back to the party, like... Probably my favorite Sarah Michelle Geller moment in this episode is when um is when Parker says like, Oh, I was a little worried about that guy. I don't know if you guys used to date or something. And <laughs> Buffy lets out a laugh that it cannot be acting. Like <laughs> that laugh is so genuine. Yes. So like you know that that's Sarah Michelle Geller laughing there. Like, I bet if you watch bloopers that is the same laugh that she has when like something goes hilariously wrong on set. It's it's a great moment, and it's also like one of those things. Whenever, like you know, if you've ever been in that situation where someone's like, "Oh, did you used to date that person?" Especially if it's someone that you're kind of like in a weird space with. Um, even if the answer is truly no, I never did. In that situation, saying no still always sounds like a lie 
Um, but this laugh is so genuine. Like, she is so extremely yeah. shocked by this question that it sends her into fits of hysterical laughter that if I were Parker, I'd be like, oh, no, she definitely never dated this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I honestly am starting to wonder if, um, if, like, if that was even in the script. Like, if it, if it got, like, if Buffy actually had a line and... <laughs> And it gets to that point. Oh, you're looking up because you have the script. Damn, I closed it already, but I'll pull it back up. Uh, this is this is but worth yeah, it. Yeah, no, like because it really does seem like something that just immediately just escaped uh, Sarah Michelle <laughs> Keller's mouth. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a truly wonderful uh, and I love it. it that moment. part that part stuck out to me so much that I like knew that we had to go back and talk about it. <laughs> uh. And it's it's actually one of those things that, like, it it's a little sad because this is such a nice, genuine moment that um, makes that, uh, just all of this hit so much harder later. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, anyway, back in Parker's room uh, after the naughty, um, the... Uh, <laughs> post naughty um the uh um parker says that he has to that his mom's coming so uh he'll 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 definitely call her later and buffy spends a good deal the rest of the episode waiting for his call um when she gets when she gets back to her dorm room what oh did you find it i did find it um so um, this is what it says in the script. Parker, Buffy, it's okay. You did a good thing for your friend. Did, uh, did you and he used to, like, go out or... And then this direction here is, Buffy laughs so suddenly, so suddenly that it's a snort. She recovers. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, well then, maybe it was acting, but good, like, Sarah Michelle good Geller, acting. Good, good delivery, like... Absolutely perfect. Um, also, just really love the uh, the poetry of that direction from Miss Espinosa. Yeah. That's that's really nice. Um, while we while we're at a pausing moment, though, I do want to go back. I, I this stuck out to me at the beginning of the episode, and I forgot to mention it while we were there. Um, Willow refers to Buffy um, when they're discussing Parker when they're in the Bronze. She says, um, uh, "Buffy's having uh, lusty wrong feelings." And um, Buffy's like, no, I'm not. And Willow responds like, no, you're right. You're not. And Buffy's like, oh, no, I totally am. But then Willow's like, no, they're not wrong. Like, you're an adult. You're not hurting anyone. There's nothing wrong with acting on those feelings. Um, So I just want to say A plus for sex positive Willow. Um, Yeah. And um, I got to say, Willow is Willow has a supporting role in this episode. But, and I mean that in both terms of the word mm-hmm. supporting, like, she doesn't have a major part in this episode. I think the most major thing that happens to her is getting bitten by Harmony. Yeah. Um, but she spends the whole episode supporting her friend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, uh, and she supports, she supports Buffy when she's, uh, when she's, uh, like pining for, for, mm-hmm. uh. Uh, I almost said another person's name when she's pining <laughs> for Parker and um and uh but then like after she finds out like 
after Buffy and Willow find out like how awful a person Parker is, that's when she's like, "Oh well, screw him. He's a poophead." She. I was gonna say, if you don't quote her poophead line, then we're done being friends. Because I laughed so hard when she said that. Um. But on the subject of Willow being a great fucking friend in this episode, this scene between Willow, Buffy, and Giles, Buffy returns to her dorm where Giles and Willow are there, and Giles is talking to Buffy, and Willow is standing behind her, mouthing, how did it go with Parker? Um, and, was... like, and, you know, a really, a really funny thing, by the way, that I was about to mention, um, Buffy walks in, just walks straight to her bed, and she's starting to take off her shirt. And fortunately, Giles like uh, Buffy, and she turns around like, "Oh, there's Giles and Willow right there." So funny! I forgot about that. But yeah, it's really funny. And I also love when Giles is like, uh, "Where were you?" And she was like, "I was uh, studying early morning studying at the library." And um, uh, uh, you know what? I'm an adult, and it's none of your business where I was. And Giles is like. All right, let's talk about the gem of Amara. <laughs> <laughs> also, thing I have to say now that we have gone through our three major sex scenes of the episode, um, after the most unrealistic thing about this episode is not the fact that there are vampires or that there's a magic ring that allows you to, um, to that allows vampires to not uh, feel the negative effects Can of I being guess a vampire. What you're gonna say? Because I think I know. what are you gonna guess? Is it Sarah Michelle Gellar's perfect hair and makeup post? Uh, it's post everybody's sex. perfect hair <laughs> post sex. Like for all those, I mean, for all those out there, we know that like your hair, like I almost all the time when you have sex. In, in my experience, and I'm sure in yours, and I'm sure in well, many people's, you have you know made my, a dead. what my hair is like. Like, that's your default hair you... I have, yeah i have i have constant sex hair <laughs> <laughs> constant sex hair is the name of my is the name of my billy idol cover band <laughs> <laughs> nice um but yeah like the, the, the fact that everybody like post-sex their hair is just the same as it was before sex and mm-hmm. i mean if you are lying in a bed at all I mean, which, I mean, you would think after you have sex, you sleep in a bed or sleep wherever you had sex. Like, your hair's not going to be perfect. I immediately thought of the episode where, um, like, uh, the Chilton girls were, like, of Gilmore girls, when the Chilton girls were coming to, like, abduct Rory and, uh, and Paris for that secret order or whatever. Yeah. And, and Paris is, like, of course, has all of her, like, nighttime stuff on, but Rory had kind of been prepared and... And Paris Caesar's like, is this what you look like when you sleep? She's like, yeah, like, I hate you. Yeah. Because that's the one where they, uh, Lorelai, like, told her what was going to happen beforehand, yeah. right? So she was, yeah, she was able to, like, make sure she looked nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a funny, that is a funny moment. Oh, but this is not a Gilmore Girls podcast, though. There have been, we've mentioned it quite a few times yeah. on here. Um, but yeah, uh, they basically, basically, uh, Giles uh, says that the location of the gem of Amara is possible um, is possibly in Sunnydale, the so Valley of the Sun. The Valley of the Sun. <laughs> it's like I think that I think that uh, Jane Espenson spends so much time on like all the sexy parts of this episode <laughs> that like the the somewhat important parts 
plot-wise of the of you know the mystical part of this episode yeah. kind of just like uh, let's do a mad lib and just fill in the blank yeah. well i think the gem of amara stuff is definitely secondary in this episode um because as is hinted at at the end of this episode it's going to feature it's going to be more important um in next week the in next week yeah or Back in 1999, in about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so now they basically just realize that they need to look for look for where Spike is and stop him from getting this ring. Um, but they are too late because uh, Spike finally gets into the crypt and um, so and uh, he does this. While being super irritated, but with Harmony. Yep. Um, Harmony will not stop talking. (laughs) Yeah, like, you cannot go outside because... Until I find this gem. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Which is actually very pragmatic. Because specifically, now that they know where it is, he does not want any of their gang being spotted by Buffy and then being followed back to to this crypt. Um, It's very smart of spike um i do like though when harmony starts complaining and she gets upset all the other like vampire minions just kind of like do that like well let's get out of here (laughs) like like in um the force awakens when kylo ren is like (laughs) it's exactly that they're just like we know what's about to happen i'm just gonna Go take a coffee break. We'll be back in five. Peace out. Peace out, Cub Scout. Um, but yeah, uh, so um, Spike and Harmony both go into the crypt, and Harmony's just like, ooh, can I take stuff? And Spike's like, yeah, sure, because his eyes are on this big old pendant with a big old gem in it. I don't and know so if obviously noticed. he thinks that that's the gem of Amara. I don't know if you noticed, but in the background, while he's looking at this gym, the first thing that Harmony grabs... She puts on his, like, a tiara. tiara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so on brand. <laughs> Everything in this scene is on brand. Like I said, this scene would not have been as effective if it had been a character other than Harmony. Yeah. Because the fact that she is just starts putting random shit on, and, uh, and Spike puts on this big old pendant... And he decides to grab a cross, but he sees that, like, it still burns him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he, uh, <laughs> and of course, Harmony just keeps going on and on. So he's like, all right, that's it. Like, breaks off a piece of wood and then stakes her. <laughs> but then it heals. Yeah. So the ring that Harmony is wearing is the Gem of Amara. And we also discover what the Gem of Amara does, because we haven't really mm-hmm. talked yeah, about what it does. Established. Yeah, but now it is. It's that, oh, it grants vampires invincibility from all the other, mm-hmm. all the other like weaknesses that come with vampires, which and, um big fucking deal. Like, yeah, um, it, it basically makes a vampire invincible, and I, I really do think now, I don't know, I don't know when the Vampire Diaries book series came out in relation to Buffy, mm-hmm. but um. I really do think that Julie Pleck got a lot of the executive producer and kind of showrunner for um, 
for Vampire Diaries, along with Andrew Chambliss, who would later go on to write uh, some of Buffy's season eight and nine comics. Okay, I was going to say, that um, name sounds really familiar. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually kind of funny um, how these two worlds are linked. But um, I do think that the Gem of Oar had to have been some kind of inspiration for Julie Pleck um, in how she... Or, and maybe even the writer of Vampire Diaries, who is like L. It's. Excuse oh, me. I, f- I forgot her. Let's see. Vampire Diaries. I'm, I, I don't want to say it's L.J. Smith because I think that's who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, it totally is L.J. Smith. It totally is L.J. Smith. Um, <clears throat> and these books came out. Wow. Okay. These books came out in. The first three books of the Vampire Diaries uh, series came out in 1991. Oh, wow. All three yeah, of them was in the one year? Uh, yeah, the first three. Wow. Apparently, um, there were like, uh, yeah, there were four that were part of the original story, and three of them came out in 1991, and one of them came out in 1992. So, never mind. This kind of like throws my whole. Because, I mean, I assume that like the. The vampires have the rings um, because uh, the main vampires of the show are able to walk in the sun. And mm. and this this isn't really too much of a spoiler because, I mean, you kind of have to wonder, how are these vampires able to walk in the sun? And it's established <laughs> fairly early on. Um, but yeah, uh, basically, witches can uh, skilled witches can make these rings that allow vampires to walk in the daylight. And I thought that some of that inspiration came from this episode. Hmm. Um, But then again, like, I don't know... As much as I love the TV series, I don't know a lot about the actual book series. So I'll get back to you guys on that. Um, Nice. But yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So Spike puts on the ring and basically is like, like, yeah, I'm done. Forcibly. This this part is where, like, it's really upsetting. He, like forcibly removes the ring from harmony's hand um it's not pleasant to watch unfortunately yeah um but spike has what he came for spike has what he came for and he is just flat out um he's just flat out ready to uh dump harmony and do what he came here to do which was kill the Slayer. What? Because like, he, no, he immediately he immediately goes after Buffy. Yeah. Um, then we have a <laughs> then we have this fun scene at at Giles' apartment, <laughs> and I think this is the first time that uh, everybody besides Buffy had been in his apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, first off, you have. Um, you have uh, Giles, or you have Xander finding a TV in there. He's like, oh, guys, Giles has a TV. He's, he's shallow sh- like us. What does he say? <laughs> he's shallow <laughs> like us. You would normally think, you would normally think that uh, this is just a comment that um, that Giles would, like, just, you know, shuffle off like he does every one of Xander's other comments. But no, he actually gets, like, worried when he... <laughs> But he says this and everybody kind of just looks at him. Well, it's funny because everyone's reactions are very in character. So Xander has his thing. Um, 
uh, Oz says, I have to say, man, I'm disappointed. And then Willow's <laughs> like in a panic and she's like, I, no, I'm, I'm sure it's, I, I'm sure it's a mistake. Like it must be just for show. It must not even it's work. It's broken. <laughs> and, yeah. And Xander, uh, then he turns it on. Xander turns it on and Xander, or Giles is like, but, well, you know, uh, public television. <laughs> and it's, and, and he has this wonderful line says, Listen, let's get let's focus. We're not going to learn anything from TV, which they then find out. Which then there's a news report about the uh, collapse of part of Sunnydale tu- due to tunneling, and they're like tunneling. Okay, so that we was pretty know funny. Who likes to tunnel. <laughs> that that was that was very well done. Yeah. Um, and uh, this and uh, okay. So I want to talk about this next part of the episode. Um, well, actually, wait. We've got this one scene first, and that is when we finally figure out the true nature of Parker Abrams. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that uh, he's Buffy walks up and he is basically saying the exact same thing, including the death of his father to this other girl uh, whose name is Katie Loomis. Oh, who has okay. like a whole a whole Buffy Wikipedia page, but this is literally the only time she's in the series. Whoa. I yeah. love when that happens. So I they love when they that like happens. went they went they went five sorts of thorough with this. <laughs> um but yeah, so then this is this is Parker saying like, Oh hey, I didn't realize this is uh I didn't realize you wanted this to be something more and you yeah. and you know that he 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 either did or and didn't care or he didn't just went through it anyway yeah. um went it, through with it anyway and yeah, I, so i feel like we um it should be mentioned cuz i we didn't mention this there is a bit of a montage before this where they're trying to track down spike via harmony and um it's kind of intercut with buffy checking her her answering machine several times at not having gotten a call from him in a couple days. Even though he said he'd call her. And I mean, you have to think Buffy's only relationship up to this point was with Angel. And it was, it was like, you know, the relationship that you see or that in Buffy's mind, it was one of those relationships that you see like, Oh, this is like supposed to be forever. And like, we felt all this love for each other. And, you know, it's stuff you'd write epic poems about and all that jazz, or yeah, or or a, <laughs> or incredibly, uh, incredibly uh, genre-defining uh, television series. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> sorry, that was stupid. Uh, but um, the uh, and he uh, and this, the idea of the fact that this is just a one-night stand never occurred to her. Mm-hmm. at all and why would it have with the way he was t- acting towards her and treating her like it ugh, makes me so mad at him yeah no he was seriously playing a long game he was playing mm-hmm. a long con like he was trying to get like as emotionally close to her and it, you've we've already said this and i think you said it best like he should have just been up front mm-hmm. like he should have just said like hey i'm not looking for anything serious but he tried to become a part of her world. Yeah, and, and there's something wrong. very devious about that. You know what I mean? There's some like 
It's emotional manipulation. Yeah. He, he clearly gets off on this idea of tricking these girls, uh, these young women, into, um, into these one-night stands that they are not after, necessarily, you know? Um, and I, I actually, I, I'd be really interested to see how he would react to, um, uh, if, if he, if he did this whole thing and after he pulled this, like, oh, it's just casual, babe, shit, the, the, the girl was like, yeah, I know, fine, that's fine with me. Cause I don't think he'd react well. I think he'd like be like, be turn all incel on her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the tables are uh, turned, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. And so then, then unfortunately, Buffy is like, Buffy keeps like running back to Parker, and um, and it and it hurts to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he just like, yeah, sorry, I got early, I got plans, and then just like walks off. And this is perfect for Spike to, uh to like basically just mock her before clocking her Mm -hmm. and um and of course like now there's this horror that buffy has like oh spike spike can like actually be out in the sunlight and uh she tries to stake him she can't so then they have a pretty awesome fight scene i'm not gonna lie this fight scene is really good um well one it's it distinguishes distinguishes itself um, from a lot of the other fight scenes, uh, with Spike in particular, but also just with vampires in general by being... In the daylight. In the daylight. Um, but also it's just, like, it's very athletic. The, um, the choreography here is really, really good. Um, I... Just generally, it's a, it's a good fight. It is, it looks good. It's, um, I, I, yeah, I really enjoy it. And uh, one thing we haven't mentioned is Xander in all of mm-hmm. this because um, after basically after he and Anya had sex, uh, they both kind of felt a little awkward. And when Xander was trying to find Buffy, um, mm-hmm. Anya had come up to him and said, "Hey, can we talk?" And he's like, "Look, this really is not a good time." Yeah, and uh, and I feel bad for both of them in this situation. I do. He's not trying to be a dick. There is a legitimate emergency happening and he maybe he could have said like sorry there's an emergency happening but when you're in an emergency sometimes that's not what you're thinking i think just like i think he's i think he's just been so frazzled by the fact that the majority of his character interaction in this episode the only person he's interacted with really is Mm -hmm. anya um and she's been like very forward with everything so it's it's very strange and like they did just have sex so it's it's such a it's such a strange like position to be in (laughs) especially with especially with uh someone like anya who has like doesn't know the social cues and stuff Mm -hmm. um and of course she doesn't know that there's an emergency happening so from her perspective she just got completely blown off by by him yeah um, Xander... and we also skipped over the um, scene in the crypt where Giles, Willow, and Oz confront Harmony. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about it really briefly because it's really sad because she's sobbing. She's so upset. And they it's an important scene because it that's how they learn that Spike has the ring. But 
Harmony has this line where she's like, he like ripped it off my hand. And then she would have just given it like I wouldn't have just given it to him. I how how is it that this dumb, ditzy, mean girl vampire just broke my heart? Like it's this is the theme of the episode. You you fall you fall hard. Yeah. Like everybody all everybody, especially Anya, Buffy, and uh and Harmony fall hard for people that um two out of three times they really shouldn't have fallen hard for. Yeah. Um uh, anyway, Xander uh decides to try to help Buffy, but does what he does best in fights and gets the shit kicked out of him. Oh. That looked like it hurt. Oof. <laughs> I well, mean, he did like he did mention that his ribs hurt, so I don't know if they actually got damaged. If he was just being dramatic, but uh, I think he probably did. I mean, we he may have he may have actually like, cracked a rib. The, you know, a lot of the time, the the when our characters get like injured in fights, it's typically like network TV like minor damage. But the the way Xander goes down, I was like, ouch, that looks. That looks like put you in the hospital, so he, like, sort of. Threw him up against like a pole, didn't he? Yeah, um, and like really high. It's not just that he went up against, yeah, like, really high, and then like that crash onto the ground. Oof. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, all through this fight, Spike has basically just been mocking Buffy and basically playing, like, saying exactly what Parker did to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like just tries to drive the point home that like oh you must not you must not be worth a second go round uh, you know who told me that angel and that yeah. is the way to piss <laughs> Buffy off because yeah. hey she doesn't need to kill Spike she beats the shit out of him and takes the ring and that leads Spike to immediately just jump into a sewer. <laughs> yeah. Um, it yeah, is so interesting now... how he the the Parker thing really does get into her head, and she's losing this fight. But it's when he mentions Angel and makes that that jab about Angel that that's what like flips that switch in her head, um, and gets her rage going. Yeah, um, and uh, so the gang's sitting around with the uh, with the ring, and. Um, they realize the implications of a vampire that would have this ring and Buffy wants uh, to give the ring to Angel. Mm-hmm. And um, Giles actually is a little worried at first um, just because, like, I mean, I think everybody would be worried because of Angel's ability to lose his soul. Yeah. But I love that in the end he trusts her judgment. Mm-hmm. It's um, nice. I and, like uh, in this moment, bef- like, while because Giles is like yeah we have to destroy it no vampire should have this power and Buffy's like well actually I disagree and they don't actually say it yet it's Xander who's like what and Willow goes she wants to give it to Angel and then I can't tell I I can't tell if she says don't make a face or don't make a fuss to Xander I thought it was don't make a fuss I think it is uh, but I, I like that she's like he's. I like that Willow anticipates that and it's just like don't even make it a thing no we're, we're shutting that down right away um, yeah and he doesn't um, and he, he and oz he agrees yeah and oz as previously mentioned in the episode um uh dingo's a my baby is going to uh is going to la mm-hmm. uh so 
they are uh so oz like hey i'll take it to him uh so yeah that sets up uh next week's episode or our that sets up uh the next episode in our chronology which is uh the, the next episode of angel yeah um but uh yeah this episode ends um buffy's trying to like talk to willow about this and uh and unfortunately buffy's still hung up on him yeah which, which um, sucks it sucks but it feels so real like yeah this is this is a very genuine because it's yeah it's it's a harsh reality i mean and college college you don't just learn stuff in classrooms mm-hmm. yeah um i do like i'm gonna i'm gonna quote this bit here because there's um some funny stuff here as we mentioned willow says he's a poop head um and buffy says you're right he's manipulative and shallow and why doesn't he want me am i repulsive if there was something repulsive about me you'd tell me right and willow says i'm your friend i would call you repulsive in a second um <laughs> it was very funny but it's it's so yeah you know i had a relationship like that where i um you know after a while i recognized that yeah it was manipulative it was unhealthy it was um uh the he was taking way more than he was giving in this relationship uh and and i knew all those things on that intellectual level um, Jason knows he he had to hear about this a lot, <laughs> uh, but on that emotional level, it's it, it's hard to reconcile those two things sometimes, you know. Yeah, um, it's it is uh, especially when reason, you're that young. Sometimes reason just goes out the door when when matters of the heart come mm-hmm. up. Um, yeah, we're we're all guilty of it. Mm-hmm. And when uh, that's you're what 19 makes years human. old, or I guess she's 18 in this at this point. When you're 18 years old, you're out on your own for the first time, being asked to make really adult choices, and and being in these situations, these really adult situations. Um, yeah, it it can be overwhelming, um, and that that can be scary. Yeah, and um, one thing I want to point out, though, um, just like how good that dialogue is with Willow. I'm noticing a very consistent, uh, Jane Espenson is a great writer, but I think she writes Willow so damn well. I agree. Um, I yeah, agree. she, I, I think some of our favorite Willow moments have been in Jane Espenson ep- written mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, but yeah. Jane, ep- Jane Espenson is, I think we've mentioned before, and this episode, not so much, but, um, uh, Jane, I think Jane Espenson has a way away with words and is very like witty and like really good at wordplay and um yeah and um and and kind of quirky and willow is quirky and um and I, so i i think i guess what i'm trying to say is i think jane espenson really i i would bet jane espenson was a lot like willow growing up I think she really understands. It's probably Willow. a safe assumption. Yeah. So. But um, then we end on this. I think this seems stupid. I... Like, I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's like the symbolism is so on the nose, but also it just looks dumb. Because you have, like, the, you have the shots of 
Buffy thinking about Parker, Anya thinking about Xander, and Harmony thinking about Spike. And they're like, they're all like walking around this same like triangular path. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't mind this conceptually, but the problem is, is this area that they're walking in is so small. Like they, they clearly yeah, should be able to see one another. Um, if I think, yeah, it's it, it just, I think if it had been it just looks corny. a larger area, it might have, and they were really like far apart and separate from one another. I, I think this could have worked better or if they yeah, had just there, there were... cut the scene where you can see all three of them in the same shot, just ended on each of these three women alone with yeah, their thoughts. There were, we there were so it. many, there were so many better ways to do this. And I, I just think that like this, I just think it's corny. Yeah. Like in the end, it just comes off as corny, which sucks because I mean, it's, it's a little bit of like a meh note to end on of a, a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but hey, we have reached the end of the episode, and that was the harsh light of day. Mm-hmm. What are your final thoughts, Jason? Like you said, this is really fun. Um, uh, I I love episodes that are all about sex. And this, <laughs> there was plenty of sex in this. Um, it was great to see Anya, um, Harmony, and Spike all back, mm-hmm. um, especially Anya. Anya is a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, I feel like we really downplayed Spike's return because both of us were like, Anya and Harmony are back. Oh my God. But yeah, it is exciting that Spike is back as well. Yeah, no. And it's actually (laughs) kind of funny because Spike, I think it's because apart from his fight with Buffy, Spike is very, um, very careful with how much exposure he gets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like, like you said, he's trying to keep most of this a secret from Buffy until he gets the gem. Um, but, I mean, we'll talk more about Spike next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, this is definitely more about the relationships of these characters, especially these women who are falling hard um, for relation in relationships that don't really match the intensity of how they feel. Yeah. And, um, and it's unfortunately, it's a, it's a tough reality to face um, mm-hmm. because... Yeah, not every relationship is going to be a like a romantic epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just need those sometimes you just need those one night stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And uh if I were to give this episode a score, I would give it I think it's a very well-written episode. Um I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's hilarious. Uh I'm going to give it Four out of five um, really, really shitty cups of coffee. Uh, <laughs> not not in taste, but in intention. Yeah. Um, Four slow con closing coffees. Nice. Nice wordplay. Nice alliteration. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, I'm... Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I liked the episode. I'm really excited about the return of these characters. And I thought these relationships and how they were explored was really interesting. Um, and as we mentioned, the gem of, the gem of Amara was really more of a background in this episode. Um, so I'm excited to follow that gem to LA next week and see how its story um, continues. Yeah. 
because guys this is like a this is a real crossover yeah now, so. hell yeah i also it makes sense and i'll get into this more of why the gem is less important in this episode than uh because the gem outside of it spike have not being able sh- we want to get it away from spike doesn't have any real um weight to buffy but i think i th- i feel like i can say this because i think it goes without saying it's not a spoiler that this is a huge thing for angel is a huge thing for angel so um mm-hmm. i'm excited to see how that goes um and yeah i i do want to start by amending my score from last week i'm i'm sometimes a little more generous with scoring than i should be and i gave lonely hearts a three and a half and after as i it was actually as i was editing last week's episode i was like that's a really high score for that episode and that i don't particularly care for that much so i'm amending mine uh to a two and a half as well i i don't know where my head was all right that i believe I that gave, was my score that it i was gave your it, score so. i don't know where my head was when i uh when i was when i was doing that but I'm when we give... talk about these episodes if it's not outright terrible we usually try to point out the stuff that we really enjoy that's true so i think with that being fresh in your head it typically makes you kind of it typically skews a score that you give that's true I, that's a fair point to make um this week, however, yes, I I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's so fun. Um, and yeah, so this one is also a four for me. Uh, this is going to be... <laughs> I'm going to give this uh, four sad breakup triangles out of five. <laughs> <laughs> four prematurely emptied juice boxes. <laughs> Cran apple. Really, uh, really g- gave us a lot of things to work with, actually. <laughs> did you know, um, four harmonies tiaras <laughs> uh well thank you for joining us on booze and buffy we'll be n- back next week this week we had the harsh light of day so next week we have angel season one episode three in the dark i love a good title uh title synergy crossover thing love that yeah i'm excited this is our real first crossover yeah. so yeah we're, we're gonna be jazzed about it next week i'm harrison you can find me on instagram at harrison alexander kaufman and on twitter at harrison kaufman that is spelled c-o-f-f-m-a-n uh you can also find my musings my thoughts uh and my critiques of the horror genre on my blog horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com this week I will be posting my review uh, the third week of my Friday the 13th theme month. So that would be Friday the 13th part three or Friday the 13th. Enter the hockey mask. Enter the hockey mask. And and so I just want to say the 3D like. So I just want to (laughs) say when I was first watching the Friday the 13th movies, um, Ben Gerhardt, a friend of the show and I, we were watching them when I was in college and, uh, we, I remember we were just renting them from the U of L library mm-hmm. and we got to the third one and we had no idea that it was, that it was originally released as a 3d movie, but there were scenes like that yo-yo the fucking yo-yo that goes on yeah. for like 15 seconds. There were scenes like that. And, and I like, I think there was a point where Ben and I both looked at each other and we're like, do you think this movie was originally released in 3D? And, and sure enough, it was. Yep. Oof. <laughs> it was all the rage. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, check out uh, Horror by Harrison. Um, 
I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yamij357 and on Twitter at yamij. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us if you have something longer to say at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. I'm going to remember it this week, Jason. The and is spelled out. A-N-D. There you go. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Each week, we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, we are highlighting the Disabled American Veterans Charitable Service Trust. Uh, The DAV Charitable Service Trust is dedicated to one single purpose, empowering veterans to live high-quality lives with respect and dignity. To carry out this responsibility, the DAV Charitable Service Trust supports physical and psychological rehabilitation programs, enhances research and mobility for veterans with amputations and spinal cord injuries, uh, benefits for aging veterans, aids and shelter for homeless veterans, and evaluates and addresses the needs of veterans wounded in recent wars and conflict. Visit cst.dav.org for more information. That was a lot of... Yeah, it was. That was, that was a lot. Um, you did well. Thank you. As always, go slay. And be gay. Goodbye. Bye.